You're welcome once again to another episode of An African Conquering the World podcast at AACW Podcast on Instagram. Please follow us and give us a like on Instagram so that our community can grow and we can have the the encouragement to do a lot more episodes. This is episode 11 of 54. Uh, remember 54 episodes, one episode a week for the whole year. Um, I'm actually thinking that at a point we have to one have to take a break for some weeks so that um, we can find some space to to um, replenish the the well of ideas that we have. This podcast is about a simple African traveling the world in search of architecture in search of work while developing a large scale firm from Africa that will take over in several regards the architecture um, the architectural thinking of the planet at some point anyways today today I'm going to remind you that architecture is not art and architecture is never art it never was <clears throat> and it never will be you see art and um, architecture though similar in output eventually are not similar in in the way that they operate within the real world of course architecture sometimes has an artistic feeling to it when it's done but it's not truly art the artistic content of architecture is usually a stick on on the on the form itself to and, and that artistic content in a way always increases the cost of either making the building maintaining the building or the cost of the design of the building and architecture is not just design of buildings architecture is a lot more it's a conception of of cities buildings and and ideas on how to inhabit the world in new ways as men and how to enhance environments so we must always take that into cognizance now the artistic part of architecture for instance you have a fabulous staircase oh it's beautiful staircase it should be in a museum that staircase one always costs a lot two never does any function apart from the function that is put there for to be a staircase to take people from point a to point b uh, on different levels and three its its artistic parts are never used for its function and after a while it loses the the merit that that um, that all that uh, uh, excess the excess work that has been put into it to ensure that it looks in a certain way which I'd argue in a lot of cases is trying to hide mistakes but not in all cases that excess work becomes redundant because it's not in in it's not part of the functions of that object within the architecture so after a couple of years when that way of making things becomes less important the stairs that you've made becomes a clunky object that in some cases can't even really be used as well as it should have been used um, can be maintained uh, etc etc so 
the argument I have made over 11 episodes is that an object like a staircase should be made as perfectly as possible, with as little parts as possible, and as direct to its function as possible. The merit of, a, of, of, of objects of architecture is that they are beautiful enough to perform their functions, and not beautiful as objects of art. So, I, I, we can argue also that the relentless pursuit of the artistic in architecture has stopped us from defining the proper ethos of our profession. Because if, if our pursuit is beauty, and beauty in reality does nothing within the realm of architecture, when the function of architecture is to enhance life through habitation, beauty does nothing. Colors in the sense of the fact that colors match each other, make spaces look warm at the time of build. Colors don't do as much as people portray them to do. Of course, they help to, to change the mood in the space and all that. But again, after years, colors fade, fade away and become less and less. They become they come less and less effective for what they were put there for. Therefore, a neutral color always remains as effective as it can be for what it's put there for so again that's that's the that's that's a topic for another podcast which i'm sure we'll deal with in one of the one of the episodes coming so like um there's 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 a there's a chap he's called constant he was um he's an artist of the 1950s and 60s who for lack of uh, for a better description Rem Kool has really adores Constant created the new Babylon city for gypsies I don't know if that's the right word to use but I'd argue that if you look at Constant's new Babylon which I've been studying for the past one week in the past week if you look at it his city in quotes has more artistic merit than most other architects work simply because being that he designed for gypsies there was no space for the overtly artistic within his work so a truss was a truss a column was a column and space was space if the space looked different it's because it performed a different function constant created architecture even if he was an artist must learn from constant architecture has to learn to do things and not just be there with molded uh, additions to it that make it look in a certain way and that way over a set after a certain period of after a certain period of years loses its integrity and so it becomes it becomes a dated object in the environment we must learn to create architecture that is pure utilitarian, that enhances the environment and enhances the lives of its users, that f- has no feelings. And in this way, by creating objects like this, we quickly find that there is no real movement in architecture. This is the reason why I totally don't like postmodernism. Because postmodernism brought together utilitarian objects from other eras and gave them new life while removing their ability to perform functions. So 
Again, that's what's called pastiche. And in that sense, all artistic, artistic movements in architecture are just fallacies. They have nothing to do with how the architecture behaves, nothing to do with how the architecture is planned, nothing to do with how the architecture interacts with its environment and enhances life, but everything to do with its outlook. And outlook is nothing. There are boys in China right now that have specialized the art of making buildings look like the digital future that we might never ever experience in the way that we think we're going to experience it. So that outlook is nothing. Ten years ago, those, those kids weren't doing that. But anyways, again, that's it. That's for another podcast. Yeah, okay. So, without an argument, I'm sure you, 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 by saying that art does nothing, it, it, it touches a lot of people's sensibilities, but you must understand that art, for art's sake, art in real life, Art has no real function. A beautiful painting is, that, is just that. It's a beautiful painting. Uh, a beautiful sculpture is just that. It's a beautiful sculpture. The um, temple of, um, I think, Athena Nike in, in Greece that had those beautiful caryatids carrying out, or like, let's, let's say, Yoruba traditional architecture too, that have those beautiful, those caryatids are carvings of sculptural nature that have the function of columns the reason why those columns are like that in reality there's all sorts of artistic reasons but the reasons why those columns are like that in reality is because they were not able to make them as optimized as possible and as thin as possible to carry that weight so instead of having a clunky piece of wood or metal or sorry or marble that make the, made the facade not sing in the way that the artist was, the architect was trying to make it sing. They carved out a beautiful female with a delicate form, or a god with a delicate form, to add to the delicate nature of the architecture. It's not a piece of art. It might be artistic, but it has function. Once art starts to have function, it loses its value as art. So, again, art thrives on creating emotion within, creating emotion from the person who's observing it and trying to consume it. I'd also argue that if you go to an art gallery today, everybody's experiencing something, some form of emotion, but truly nobody's experiencing any emotion. Fact of it is, we are forced to experience these emotions so that we don't feel like we're savages and we don't understand art. So art has been able to drift into oblivion and everything has become art in a way that it wouldn't have happened a couple of centuries ago, but who cares really? But the fact is, the emotions that are generated when you when you see art today is not the same emotions that are generated in the 15th century and a lot of times art has been tied understanding art has been tied to being educated on the highest of levels therefore everybody tries to to fake an understanding and an emotion of art especially in a gallery setting while there's no real understanding and emotion 
but they fake that so that they feel as if they fit into a crowd of educated people that again is the subject for another podcast but we would we'll deal with that uh, in some weeks to come look on the other hand architecture is very systematic art architecture has a function it when you when you make space when you make space that space must act in a certain way to enhance the users lives to to be useful to the users it must the, the, it must cost a certain amount it it's you see it accepts it accepts the fact that when you make architecture architecture accepts the fact that it's systematic and space captured has no face therefore if when architecture is not systematic and useful it loses its relevance unlike art um, when architecture cannot help to enhance the performance of its users and the environment it also loses its relevance and then we call it we call those pieces of architecture uh, what they call them now they say they're not endangered but it falls under preservation which I mean there's nothing wrong with that it's good to preserve our history but the fact of it is that right in the center of that is the fact that those things don't work for the for the purpose of the earth right now so we keep them as as living museums to look at how we used to live before that's beautiful but we must understand that architecture must in the present and the continuous be useful so if architecture loses its use all else around it becomes folly there's no need making beautiful buildings that can be inhabited like an example would be like a clear wall you know like when you make a beautiful crisp wall of maybe whatever material is straight if you want it to be straight it's as straight as a piece of steel that came from the factory it's shiny in a way that we, we, we tend to think that that's an artistic that's of artistic merit but it has no artistic value the only artistic value of those kind of walls is if you call an artist to put a mural on it or you put a painting on it so those crisp white walls that we love to think are pieces of art can be made into pieces of art if you remove the functions that those walls perform but insofar they are performing the functions that create, come together to form a piece of architecture they can be art They can't be art at all. They're, they're just a series of responses within the whole that form a spatial barrier that hosts life in a certain way and can enhance the user and the environment in a certain way. They they are not artistic. They are they are utilitarian. They perform a certain function and they have utility. Um, this goes for all elements of architecture. I mean, I, would, I, I talked about the staircase recently, uh, that, that how, how the staircase must perform its functions in a certain way. If not, it loses the ability to be a staircase. And if it loses the ability to be a staircase, it becomes a gallery piece. And, uh, yeah, sculptures have no real value. 
Anyways, um, great architecture should be a utilitarian pursuit. Um, the success of great architecture must be measured by its artist, but not by its artistic uh, integrity, but by its ability to to be inhabited, and that this 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 inhabit, inhabitation is is also on the level that it helps to enhance whoever's life is staying within it. It must be judged on the ability to both trap and to create space. Um, great architecture only rises to greatness when it's the space it has created morphs from just being a space where people can live in to being a space that has qualities of enhancement of its user and its environment. Simple terms, it, 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 great architecture only becomes great when you make a space and that space, for instance, is communicating with the environment in a different way. So it enhances where it is. In fact, I would say it in a bit easier term. Great architecture is only great when you create space and that space can pay tax. Which is just like traditional architecture. The spaces were created to help to enhance the life of the people in this time where the environment could not be controlled in a certain way. Um, artistic um, architecture, you must know, just like artistic architecture is the mark of a savage. The fact of it is, as men grow and become more civilized, they drop the need to paint their surfaces and mark their bodies to mark time. So again, tattoos, just like the artistic in architecture, are the mark of savages. We're not ancient Greek. We're more civilized than ancient Greeks. So we must act like that. And then also you find that because of the artistic nature of architecture, you keep trying to create architecture that is particular. So you have a client or you have a one building. That building has no systematic behavior. It's particular, it's tied to one person. It has all these moldings that cannot be taken to the factory and proliferated. So when that building, this is an argument that has, happened, has been happening for years in architecture. For that building, once that building is done, all the, all the, the merits of that building die with that building's creation. So if you consider that the world's 8 billion people now, that particular that ability to create particularity in architecture loses its loses its um, usefulness. So that artistic particularity in architecture must also die. Yeah. So uh, we must allow architecture lose all the pretensions that um, of pretensions of, of being art. We must allow all the particularities of architecture to die so that we can make architecture off the shelf as systematic as possible and as accessible as possible. Um, we, we, we must be able to proliferate, optimize and proliferate forms to enhance global habitation and to enhance the global climate. When architecture is not doing that, it's not architecture at all. It's creation of pavilions and pavilions can be art because they don't have to be used. Architecture must focus on making useful um, um, objects that are efficient and enhance their environment. The goal of architecture is to make humanity more efficient and to enhance the performance of humanity in the world 
can also enhance the lives of human beings. It's not supposed to be beautiful. It should not come be concerned about your feelings. It should not make you happy. It should not titillate you. Architecture, you see, is not art. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Instagram at AACW Podcast and have a blessed weekend. This is an African Conquering the World podcast. It's been great having you for 20 minutes today. Cheers.